Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Time now for The Take with Andy Sweeney. It's a little kisses. Yeah, it's a little kisses. The Take with Andy Sweeney. I don't think I've ever had the sausage. And James Striebel. You will see it as it grows. On ESPN 680 and 105.7. Bob is a defender of coaches, and it's not just Kenny Payne. It's all coaches. So you could have Patrick Ewing, and he'll have an argument to keep Patrick Ewing, even though there is no argument to keep Patrick Ewing. Bob Valvano is going to defend the coaches. That's where he's going to be. All right, 5 o'clock hour, one more hour to go. We'll have a uh, little shorty bonus hour coming your way at 6 o'clock. And then you heard the promo there, 645. We will have pregame of Bellarmine on the road. Big one against Liberty. 645 right here on ESPN 680-1057. And then at 630, over on 93.9, the Ville, the Louisville women's basketball team on the road at Virginia. How about that? You got any takes for that? Uh, biscuit. No. I mean, come on. No post game no Come on, biscuit. biscuit. Get out there, Biscuit. Is he busy? Uh, I cannot get enough, I guess. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> of Jared Stillman at Radio Row interviewing Pac-Man Jones. It's great, man. I wish I could hear it. It's I mean, an amazing thing that I've seen on my timeline the last couple hours, and it makes me quite frankly happy. Are you going to go back to the podcast and listen? No. No? Okay. I'm just, I'm no, not at all. No. <laughs> we need to text. I need to text Anderson to see if he wants to uh, come on with us tomorrow. Do a live update. Do a little live update yeah. from the Super Bowl. Hell see what yeah. he's doing. Oh, I know what he's doing. He's, he ain't he's, doing anything. He's not drinking. He's I know what he's doing. He's following Patty Mahomes. He's going to bed at 945. Oh, Bo's to voicemail. Oh, Oh, boy. boy. He's mad at you. Yeah. For the things you've said, all the things you've said about Kenny Payne. He's going to talk to you. (laughs) Don't hate my friend KP. (laughs) Not taking your calls. That guy Bo's, it sounds like he's like that. That's him. Like that's him. (laughs) Yeah. It couldn't Bozich. be. It couldn't be. It couldn't be less him. You saw Bozich comparing the numbers. A little, little Tubby Smith. Little John yeah, Calipari. I, I, I mean, it's, it's Rick. No offense. I saw him from Lachlan McLean retweeting you. By the way, Texer <laughs> brought it up. Great point. Lachlan Ennis back and forth last night over Chris Mack. Really? I, didn't even, I missed that. I, I missed it. I kind of missed it too. I, did I saw miss it, it and kind of was you know kind of flagged it. Hey, I'll look at this later. Never got to. I it. Never got back to it. Never I, got back. I, to I was. It. I was. I was in the same situation last night. I I, I perused Twitter. A little bit, but I was. T- I made dinner. We all ate as a family. Then I, I what was did in you bed. Made for dinner? Like I was in bed. Uh, no, I did breakfast for dinner. Okay, I like doing that every once in a while. You mix that up once a month. You do a little little scramby eggs. It's good stuff. Yeah, but no, I, I went. I was in bed by nine. I was done. I was done. I was gonna say, did you have a sausage biscuit? But I didn't. Da- I didn't download blank talking about sausage biscuits, so it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> Should, talking about sausage biscuits. Hang on, should I should I make Rick Bozich wait for this? <laughs> hang on, I have found it. Do you want you want sure, me to make Rick, Rick Bozich, Bozich would like to wait hear this. for this? A soon to be Hall of Famer in yes, Indiana. He would love. Here this. we go. I don't think I've ever had the sausage. There we go. Rick Bozich <laughs> joins us here in the five o'clock hour on this Thursday. Uh, Rick, we thought maybe you were mad at the show. We thought maybe you were mad at Justin uh, specifically, our new producer, as he is very upset with Louisville basketball. So that's where we are. Why? Why would I be mad at the show? I mean, why did why well, did Justin. you think that? Justin. Oh, no, we're just. Why would I be mad at Justin? I've been a bit belligerent. That's just the only way to. He's put mad it. at Louisville basketball, Rick. <laughs> he, he, it's called a tantrum, or as they say, uh, there's a lot of people that are mad filling at Louisville filling basketball. his diaper I, I up. I understand it. 
I understand it. Filling his diaper up is yeah. what the kids used to say. <laughs> say online. Yeah, yeah, yeah on some, something like that. <laughs> uh, That's what they say on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever the internet whatever the internet is. Uh, well, Rick, before we do this, I mean, listen, the most interesting thing to me is not Louisville basketball losing games. We know the next four games are going to be even more difficult uh, than probably any four game stretch they've had this season. Uh, but to me, it's Kentucky. I know you've written a couple things, been tweeting about Kentucky. You know, Kentucky and other opportunity. It seemed like so much was predicated, whether it be Kansas or Arkansas, this little home stretch, them getting a quad one win. They've racked up on quad two wins, but getting quality quad one wins and they failed to do so. How alarming was that second half the other night against Arkansas? It was pretty alarming because of the way it happened. I mean, they were very um, careless with the basketball at the beginning of the half, and that set the tone that I think gave Arkansas a tremendous amount of confidence that they could win the game because Kentucky had kind of, you know, taken control at the end of the first half. And then defensively, they, they just couldn't stop them. I mean, I, I, I don't remember very many games in Rupp Arena where the opposing team comes in and shoots, you know, 63% for the game. I mean, they were getting to the rim. I think they had eight dunks. Uh, they were getting to the rim pretty easily, and they were making some tough shots that, you know, I, I don't know if they always make those shots, but I never – once like once Arkansas created some separation in that game, I never had the feeling like never. Kentucky had the never. resolve or confidence like yep. they were going to flip it back to their side. Rick, they did. That's what I, you know, it's one of the points I made, and there were so many, and that is, you know, it was daunting to me. They never made a run, right? And right. after the game, yeah. like, Cal was very reserved. They never made, you know, it wasn't one of those things. There's three and a half minutes to go. It's a two or three point game, and the Rupp crowd's crazy, and Kentucky's digging in. It was like Casey Wallace was trying to save them, while Oscar, we can get to him, wasn't very good. And there was just, there was no run that made Arkansas feel like, okay, we actually might lose this game. Total domination the last, I mean, it was the entire second half for me, especially the last eight, nine minutes. Yeah, I mean, even Musselman looked more confident, like he felt like they were going to win uh, on the sidelines. He, I, I thought he was super aggressive, and Cal looked concerned most of the time. And understandable, because you look at his players, that I think that they... I'm not sure they have the belief right now that they can beat a good team. They've, they've played so many of these games against, you know, teams that are maybe a little bit better or about as good, and they've lost most of them. So I think they have a little bit of a confidence problem of not believing in these kind of games when, when things start to go sideways that they can pull out of it. And, and, you know, the only way you change that is by winning a few of them, and they did win the one at Tennessee, obviously. But um, they they look to me like a team that – doesn't have enough veteran guys who really believe they can win these games. Rick Bozich with us. What was daunting to me uh, as well, in, in that I feel like, listen, this is part of basketball, but Cerebral and I are talking about this. Every game is a, is, is a, is a bad matchup for Kentucky, Rick. Yeah. Oscar, Car- uh, Oscar Shipway can't guard any big. It doesn't matter if it's an NIT team, the best team in the country. Like, it doesn't matter. It's all, I mean, Georgia, well, you know, Georgia's not the best matchup. Well, you know, Arkansas, I mean, Mitchell was laughing at Oscar on Saturday. It's always a bad matchup. I mean, then you got C.J. Frederick trying to guard an NBA guard. Like, it's a bad matchup. They don't have the guards. They have a little bit of an injury with Wheeler. How much he is a difference, I don't know. And Oscar's being exposed. I don't. What's daunting to me is, like, they just, yeah, they don't beat Kansas. You know why? Because in the final few minutes, Kansas's better players made plays. And who did? Yeah, and and, and who did? Kentucky. Like, they also aren't as good, and Cal knows that. That's why it gives you four minutes after the game. Then runs down he the does hallway. Know it. Yeah, I mean, he, he does know it. I mean, I think yeah, he realizes he that he's in a bind of, of, you know, that his team's not as good as he thought it would be, and like a lot of people believed it would be when the season began, and, and the evidence keeps coming in. It hasn't just been. I mean, like every month they've thrown in something. Like you look at the schedule, every month they've thrown in a couple of these games that are like, you know, Michigan. I mean, Gonzaga outclassed UCLA. Yeah. Too, class. too tough and too physical yeah. for them. Yeah. Missouri, you know, got beat pretty easily on the road. Alabama got blown out. I mean, South Carolina, embarrassing. Just a lot of examples of a, of a team that's just not quite good enough. And I think it's going to 
it's going to come down to the end of the season about whether they get in. The, we're going to be having the bubble talk for the next four weeks with them. Yeah, we'll see how much Cal campaigns as well. Right now, he looks grief-stricken. We'll see what happens there. Rick Bozich with us at Rick Bozich. If you want to follow him there, WDRB, WDRB.com. Does Kentucky have an Oscar Sheebway problem? If so, any theories on what's going on there? It's unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've never seen uh, – There's there hasn't been a guy who was consensus – National Player of the Year one year, and then the next year he becomes a guy that people want to see on the bench. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a fairly unproven sophomore guy can be in the game, but that was a pretty constant refrain during the game the other night of why wasn't Damian Collins playing more. Yeah. I, I'm going to guess at some point they're going to say he's not 100%. He hasn't not been 100% all year. He doesn't seem to have the explosiveness he had last year. He, obviously, other teams don't think he has the lateral quickness because they try and drive the ball against him and are, are successful. So that would be my guess that whatever's ailing his legs really has, has slowed him down this year. Second half, I believe the other night, that Cal either forgot or rubbed it in Oscar's face. Hey, you're you're going to stay out there, and here's what happens. <laughs> like, I mean, otherwise, what would it be? He talked for several press know. conferences about Damian Collins. Collins plays easily well enough in he the did. first half. He hits that jumper to make it a one-point game at halftime, and then he plays two minutes in the second half, and a huge narrative was playing Oscar less, and you played him more while it was evident that Arkansas was laughing at him. Yeah, and wasn't his explanation was he had to go with the guys who, you know, that he hit – had had longer track yeah. record, or you need to get him going, or whatever it was. Like you're past the point of getting him going. You've seen enough this year to say he's, right. he's not the same guy he was last year. So I mean, quit thinking that he is, and, and try something different. So I, a lot of coaches are stubborn that way. They they go with their veteran guys because for some reason they trust them more, and they're more willing to take the criticism for their veteran guys, or whether you think he's. He's wanting Oscar to take some of the heat. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it was a little bit puzzling to me that Collins didn't get more of a chance in the second half. It's 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 unbelievable. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just I, I, something's up there. Injury, yeah. you might be right. Uh, maybe it's something off the floor just with this. I don't know if it's just losing, you know, lots of times winning and losing. You know, we've talked a lot about KP. You know, KP says a lot of things, and if he just won, we would take those. Those things would not mean what they mean in Kentucky. You know, we're, we're, we're measuring everything now, and that's not great. Um, I think they fall apart, Rick. Kentucky? Yeah, I think they lose. Well, they I can't think, lose. They I, can't I think lose they can lose to Georgia. Then. You lose to Georgia, then you really are in trouble to talk you put that loss with South Carolina, that, now you're really putting yourself in a bad spot. I could see him losing to Mississippi State. I, yeah. I could uh, on the road. I think ten, um, but I, you know, I think, the thing is, some of their worst losses have been at home. I mean, if, I mean, the yeah. South Carolina game was at home. Kansas was a game they could have won. They lost at home. Arkansas was at home. They've actually, except for Alabama, played better on the road. Rick Bosich with us. Uh, to wrap up Kentucky, uh, I think you'll like this one. Um is it better to make the tournament than miss the tournament? But if you make the tournament, you get smoked by Duke or Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> because Treble hates get because by Duke or Indiana. But yeah, yeah. Is it is it better to make the tournament? Uh, but you're going to get smoked in game or miss the tournament. I'd say it's always better to make the yeah, tournament. I agree. You know, if you get in the tournament. You could always, you know, do what North Carolina did last year or something. Uh, you know, when you get to the Sweet 16 and people forget about how bad some of the stuff was earlier in the year. If you do, if you lose, you leave yourself open to more criticism. But if you don't even get in, then the narrative set in stone when the season's over. And you know, then for sure you're going to go. However, there'll be four straight years that they haven't won a tournament game mm-hmm. yeah. uh, because one year there wasn't won a tournament. So you're better. You're always better off to make the tournament because we all yeah. know. Bizarro things can happen. You could beat some team like I don't know Marquette or oh sure yeah yeah. Well, no, it's a line in the sand. There's a line in the sand in sports: making the tournament, not making the tournament. Right. But for James Strebel, okay, you know, if he <laughs> limped in and got smacked by TJD or, or that baby-faced assassin, who's not <laughs> well, so much of an assassin, John an Shire, assassin, yeah, uh, that would ruin his night. I, you know, I was going to end up with Kentucky, but just quickly. 
You're a veteran journalist. What do you make of Cal giving giving five minutes a week now to the media? I mean, Rick. It's, um, it's, I mean, he ran out of there on on the other night. What is it? Wednesday yeah, night? Uh, Tuesday night. Tuesday night. He ran out of there, yeah. Rick. Yeah, I mean, five minutes a week. Should, this is really when you should be more available. If anything, right. um, to answer questions. I, I think it's I mean, just not the gold standard. He's, he's not the gold around. standard. He's had. Yeah. He's been criticized and, and dogged before at other I mean in, in the NBA he was I mean that's part of the gig it's why you're making eight or nine million dollars a year so you need to stand in there and ask as many questions answer as many questions as you normally do and you know try and communicate to the fans and when you don't do it then it gives off the impression that you're you're not able to take the heat or take the criticism or, or, or something's bugging you Rick Bosich with us uh, from WDRB. It's the take on a Thursday on ESPN 680-1057. We got you to 6 o'clock. Reminder, 645 Bellarmine basketball here on ESPN Louisville. Did you happen to hear, um, now, now we've obviously played out, I don't know if you heard that, uh, any of the Kenny Payne show last night? Did you happen to I hear any? Not. Okay. No, I did not. Did, okay. Well, did you hear what he said about what Purvis said to him? About taking, should we play I, this I, for Rick? I saw you tweeted about it. I, I don't know what he said that right, Purvis let, said about it. No. Um, I, 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 I was going to play this for you, and I meant to cue it up during the break, but me and Strebel were talking about things, and I totally forgot. So <laughs> you want to be patient with us? I was going to play this for you. Um, okay. I don't know. Like, a, like I don't know. I'll play like a. I'll play a chunk of it. Is that okay? Uh, this sure. talks about yeah. getting, uh, kind of getting a new team, and then he had a conversation with Purvis, where Purvis told him, "Hey, you know, don't take the job." That sort of thing. I just your reaction to any of this. So hang tight. And when this is all said and done, we're in the baby phases of this. And what's going to end up happening is you're going to see a different kind of kid come through these doors. And when they walk through these doors, embrace them because they're going to be the best of the best. They're going to be the high character kids that this program foundation was built on. We're going back to that. We're going back to kids that players that people that their moms and dads taught them the right way. Um, that they are respectful, that they understand uh, they have a responsibility to do right, know right, act right. Um, those are the type of people that I want to bring in here, givers, not takers. Um, and it's hard right now, believe me. But in a million years, I, and I, I say this sometimes and people laugh, i never forget my conversation with Purvis Ellison. Kenny, whatever you do, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Perv, I got to do it. Kenny, please don't do it. You're in the NBA. You're one of the highest paid coaches in the league. You've got all these things. You're on the board of governors. You're governing the NBA. No coach has ever done that. Why would you do that to come back? Perv, if I don't do it, what happens to our legacy? What happens to this community? What happens to the former players? What happens to this program? Somebody else could get the job and they have no clue about what went on before them. I have an obligation to do this and I'm doing it not just for me, it's never about me. I'm doing it for everybody else. Young people deserve an opportunity to be coached with love. All right, so that's that's basically the the gist of it. I, I, I <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, Perv tell, Perv is telling him not to take the job. I I don't think that's surprising <laughs> at all. You don't think it's surprising that Purvis would tell him not to take the job? Well, oh, Purvis, or, I mean, yeah, Purvis is you know he's, he's a little prickly, right? I mean, he's got a yeah, little he's, he's got beef, he's you know. Been at odds with U of L for a long time. He hasn't been back here and, until Louisville Live or whatever it is, but. That didn't sound like that was the reason he told him not to take the job. But I know that Purvis is all in on him having the job now. I mean, I expect at some point some of Purvis's AU yeah. players will end up at U of L, although it didn't happen this time. So, well, no, that's it didn't. Thing they've got to get straight moving forward. Well, I think I think for me, there's the the, the Purvis angle, and I know he he is his own entity, if you will, and there is beef there. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, but it's like. It's like, you know, if you're a Louisville fan, uh, I don't know if that's – and, again, Kenny's to the spot when you lose. Again, it's about losing, and you say something, it's like, huh? Like, oh, yeah, they told – you know, Purvis told – yeah, you know, people get emotional about him mentioning that. And then he's mentioning all the things the new players are going to bring, and, and to me it insinuates the, the, the –
the guys now don't have that, uh, which is fine. And we know we know the narrative, and and we can get into roster construct in the next few weeks. Um, and then uh, Kenny loves to, you know, he to, who is telling him that he's saving Louisville by taking the job? I guess <laughs> I don't know if that's even a question. But those were my takeaways from that sound, Rick. It's like, uh, yeah, I think the people. The basketball he, coach. He, uh, he's saving the legacy of the Crum era when he when he when he comes yeah. in uh, and takes the job. That would be my guess on what that is. But um, is something wrong though with that? I mean, I feel like those guys are honored. Are they not by the fan base? At least, yeah. am I wrong here? No, I, mean, I, I don't know revered. how far down the rabbit hole we want to go, but I think yeah. uh, there was a period there, and I don't know how really. Um, yeah, Patino. Meaningful it is to winning yeah. and losing, but I think there was there was a period when the transition from Crumb to Patino that the Crumb guys kind of felt like on the sure. outside, and the Patino guys were on the inside. Yeah. How that translates to whether you're going to win games in the future or not, I don't know if you can make that yeah. connection. Uh, but you know, the stuff about the new guys having a different mindset and different culture um, is—I know that's what he wants to do. But you're right by saying that, you're basically saying the guys who are here now aren't that way. And that's got to be tough uh, yeah. to coach them if that's the way you feel about it, and that's what they hear their coach sure. say. Yeah, I, it's it's an odd dynamic. He's being very He's God bless him, he's being honest. He's giving content. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I don't know what, I, otherwise I lead with how does Kentucky's, uh, you know, net rankings look <laughs> according to Oklahoma State, you know, or yeah. versus Nevada. Yeah. Uh, that would be conversation we'd have I'm today. I'm going to have to listen to his radio show next week now. That sounds good stuff. Well, you know, they do like the recent game for the first six, seven, eight minutes, and then that mm-hmm. second, maybe third segment is when Paul tries to get into the, uh, you know, to try to get something from Kenny, and then they kind of go to, I don't want to say more puff questions, but, you know, questions from the audience, you know, kind of screen things that aren't, you know, a little bit more lighthearted than, why have you only won three games, Kenny, you know, other than that sort of thing. You know, he mentioned... Uh, we're in the baby part of this phase. And, and listen, I believe this, and, and Rick, I don't know if we agree or disagree. So many people have said, well, you got to give him another year. Fine. Uh, we know Kenny's getting another year. We can live in reality that he's going to have a year two. But to me, this is not year one. This is year 1A, and next year is 1B. And when Kenny talks, he talks about being baby phase, infant phase, um, and that talks a little bit to what your conversation, where, of course, you got U of L fans riled about the 500 conversation last week. But, but I think here, if you, like, I don't think it's, hey, he gets a second year, Rick. I think he gets year two and three, right? Like, if you keep Kenny, it, which they will, I, I think he gets three years. That's just, I don't know if that's a question. That's my belief. That is how I am operating going forward. And that's basically what Kenny Payne is saying. Yeah, I think that's accurate. And I think if the momentum shifts next year where you're getting better players in here, and which I think they will have, and they win more games, um, more people will fall in line with that. It's hard for people to embrace that when you're 3-21 and or whatever. Is that what they are, 3-21? and I quit counting the losses. Um, <laughs> Me too. I, I think they're 3-21. and yeah. I understand the anger. Nobody can, you know, it's that's hard to envision them, you know, winning at, at a bigger level. But um, for people that think it's going to go, as I've said before, from three wins to 20 wins isn't realistic. That doesn't happen very many places. So I'd say next year you got to be around 500, and then the next year you make a push forward. And, you know, the first thing he's going to have to do, as we've talked about, is when March gets here, they they better be on the portal and be on it hard and ahead of other, other people, and I think they will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I got to look at their scholarships and who we think comes back and then who listens and says, hey, it looks like I'm going to have to go given the coaches talking like this. Um, Brandon Huntley Hadfield has been out for like a month and, and we have no idea what's going on with him. That is interesting, is it not? I mean, Rick, a little bit. Uh, I mean, you know, they're vague with injuries yeah. in a lot of places. These oh, days. yeah. I mean, they, they are. So, I mean, I, some kind well, of Cal injury. Is. Yeah. Huh? I mean, Calipari is. We didn't know Kellen Grady couldn't walk Indiana's to the bathroom. Been, Indiana's been vague with injuries on for a while. They were with Xavier Johnson, and after that they were with Jordan Geronimo, and, you know, he warms up and they didn't play. So that's 
I don't know what the deal is, why they act that way now. That we used to know a lot more, but that's that's sort of the way they like to play it. So the way it's been explained to me is they like to downplay and give out as little of information as possible because people like to get on the internet and sleuth and figure out when <laughs> this is when somebody should be back with right. that injury. That makes that's sense. The deal yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Rick Bozich with us. Um, how you know? I asked Zach Osterman this earlier. How impressive was the Rutgers win coming off that Purdue game? Uh, Strebel shaking his head because he's mad at Indiana. Uh, and then you and Alex Bozich, you and Alex were there covering that Indiana Purdue oh, game. That was a crazy that? atmosphere. And then what's their ceiling? I'm just throwing a bunch of Indiana stuff as they are the superior team. TJD is superior to Oscar. JHS is superior to Kaysen. No, Mike Woodson superior no, to no. John Calipari. Uh, Dane Fife is superior to Cameron Mills. And on we go. I'll <laughs> I can see the first one with Oscar Jr., but I will not, not case, case in no yeah, or count. I, I know. So there you go. Uh, what, you know, what do you make of any of that? It was impressive because they hadn't beaten them for so long, and last year after they had a big win against Purdue, they came out flack the next game and got routed by Michigan. And also because in this game they gave up a lead and, and Rutgers started to uh, muck up the game the way they always do, and Indiana you know, survived that and ended up, ended up winning. So it was impressive from that standpoint. The Purdue game, I didn't think they could beat Purdue. I really didn't. Hmm. Uh, and somehow they found they 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 did what I think somebody's going to do in the NCAA tournament is they yep. Yep. made Purdue's freshman <laughs> guard struggle. And I think we, I've mm. talked about this last week. Purdue's mm. good. They're they're going to win the Big Ten. They're going to be a number one seed. I don't see any way they can win the national championship with those guards because they're, they're going to run into a team that has really good guards and better than Indiana's guards, and they're going to struggle to score the ball against them. And he, even he's phenomenal like he was against Indiana, he played he played better than I thought he would play with 33-18, and 18, not going to be enough to beat a good team. And there's better teams in Indiana that they're going to play against. And what was, what's their ceiling? I mean, I, I don't – they play four of the next five on the road. The next five games, it's a pretty oh, tough yeah. stretch. They're all quad and, ones. Uh, they're all quad yeah, ones. I mean, th- there's no let-up at this point, so – um, you know, I, I think what they should set as their goal is to get a double bye, finish in the top four in the Big Ten uh, tournament, and, you know, try and get a – I'd say they can probably get a five or six seed. I think some people have them now as a four. I think they're going to lose enough games here that's going to be hard to do. But we still don't know um, if Race Thompson's going to get back to being the player he was before he got hurt because he isn't yet, and we still don't know – uh, if Xavier Johnson's going to be able to play, and if he does play, how they're going to work him back in the lineup. So there's still some unknowns with that team. Yeah, I think their high ceiling is three. I, I think they can get to yeah. that four. I think they, they get, excuse me. I think they can get to that four. What worries me is Indiana goes to the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, and you know the you know kind of the rest of the story. Uh, yeah, if they could, yeah, you know they could win a couple games there. They could be a three or four seed. Uh, we shall see. Last one, big picture. Anything nationally? You know, I don't want to go you know too many different directions, but anything stick out to me? You mentioned Purdue. You know. Matt Painter, I think, has some of the most pressure on him, quite yeah. frankly, uh, to make a Final Four, even though maybe the guards aren't quite there. Uh, that would be one thing that I kind of throw out. I think Mick Cronin's kind of under the radar, like, hey, this is another, this is kind of the golden opportunity for you to make a Final Four. Some of the big dogs are out right now. Kentucky's not great. Duke's not great. North Carolina. Gonzaga isn't what maybe they used to be. Uh, I think a team like, yeah, listen, I think a team like Purdue, like Matt Painter, brother, you got to make it at some point. This is a great opportunity, and you could play at the Yum Center again. <laughs> exactly. When you could, yeah, watch out. I don't, I don't know if Lachlan's listening, but I think Virginia's kind of a sleeper team because uh, they've got Ugh. three guys that can really shoot the three. Um, and you know, he's obviously a good coach. And they, I know they lost to UMBC that year, and they've had some tournament heartburn. But this is the kind of year with a team with a system, and they got older dudes. That I think Virginia is a sexy. Uh, Arizona is still my pick at this point. Arizona, I think it's is going to be my pick unless something strange happens. I think they're the most talented team. They do have three, three strange losses, but I agree with you. You watch like Tennessee, 
a month ago, everybody was touting Tennessee. They've got a couple bad losses now. I mean, yeah, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt last night. Yeah, um, I just don't know, buy into their. I don't buy into their offense. I like Purdue, right. but you're right about right. the guards. You know, Texas has been great, but they don't have Chris Beard. Right. You know, UConn seven in the net. I ain't taking them. Right? I, I don't know. You look yeah. at someone like Mick Cronin. Bounce back. Alabama. I mean, Alabama's pretty freshman oriented too. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Quinterly. He's like one of their guards. Yeah. I mean, they're 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 really really talented, and they're undefeated in the SEC. And the SEC is a good league, so I'm not going to dismiss them. But I mean, if you ask me, like, are you going to take Alabama against the field? No, I'm not. I don't see a team like that this year. Not even yeah. close to no. I'm I'm with you. That's why if Barack Obama does his, uh, if DeSantis, oh, yeah. if DeSantis does his, uh, if Biden does his final his bracket, four, it better yeah. not be one seeds, Biden. <laughs> All right, Rick. Appreciate it. Uh, Rick, we'll catch up next week. Thank you so much. Enjoy all, all right. the games. We'll keep reading and watching. Thank you. Uh, happy Valentine's Day, guys. Hey, well, happy you too. There we go. Day. There we go. There we go. You need to come to realization that, yeah, the Virginia thing in lock. I know. I, I, while you, it, while it you and Louisville like fans are down. Yeah. Yeah. He's not look. Yeah, I, he's gonna rear his ugly head. He has the fact that he hasn't done it yet. Justin, is, he's still uh, mad at is us. Amazing. He 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 did a little back and forth with you in our DMs. It was I mean it wasn't like you know a full on conversation. He's still not happy with he, us. No, he's not happy. I, he's I, very I upset. agree. He's not happy, but he, he at least responded. I mean he responded was to a was it a KP or a Kentucky thing? I can't. I think it's KP. I mean it's always Kentucky. I think I think it was KP this oh, time. Was actually, I think it was. This yes. usually is because normal no normally it's Calipari and Kentucky, but I think this time it was it was is Kenny Payne. I got it now and see now. Trending it. right now is Purvis. I love that. No, you're right. It was Kentucky. I just love that. And the first Purvis thing is, is Ty Spalding. Yeah, the, yeah. Oh, I just love that. No. Purvis Ellison. Oh no! Why? Let's take well, a break. We know why? Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know exactly I know, why. But, oh, I see it. So's Bruce Pearl. What Bruce Pearl do? Well, there's no telling. I mean, he's been given some <laughs> some takes, yeah. political takes. No, as I'm saying, not yeah, political takes. takes. Yeah, not on a zone defense. My, yeah, my three trainings are Atlantis, Bruce Pearl, and Purvis. Well, mine right now are uh, Purvis, Seth Curry, Josh Jacobs. Oh, there you go. How about that? Yeah, wow, a little bit different from, I like from the that. two of us. Yeah, we both had Purvis. We both had Purvis. Justin's is just Perv. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the IS? Are you mad at both? Is still Justin? You okay? He's mad at everybody. I can't. It's five thirty. I'm mad wanted, at Andy now, I just, and I, 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 I shouldn't what did I do because you're just. I mean, even just the idea that's being put out there. I understand. It's. I, I understand how you're coming down to this conclusion, and it's probably right. Like three years. Oh, the three years is asinine. There is no is. way that yeah. should be happening. There's no way it's wrong. It's wrong. No one's no advocating way. for it. It's just. Scenario. I'm just giving you the reality, the way I see it. That's the way the cookie crumbles. The people in charge of UofL now are bums. That's all I can say. I'm sorry. This oh. is ridiculous. If that's really it what they're going to do. Happened, if, dude. If, yeah, but if, dude, it hasn't if, happened, if they do it, down. I am going to be livid. That is ridiculous. You can, you can be live. You can be living, but it hasn't happened. It's like you guys arguing about they're going to be five hundred. You don't even know. There's no way they're, they're not even going to be five hundred next year. I doubt it. I will. Josh Hurd will have a press conference. <laughs> that they'll be five hundred, like when they get to five hundred, or what? <laughs> you know, they get to five hundred. They get to five hundred. Either press, press conference, conference celebrate. Special we press did conference. it. It's not completely dead. <laughs> Josh Hurd called a press conference today for two BM. Blanket Baker's on the way. <laughs> uh, Settle down. I, I just it's a hypoth it's it's my read of the situation, but it's not it's, it's not so written it's not in stone. stone. It's the not like is, on the, I the just tablets. Think every little stupid decision that's been made, like it, it makes me believe that as well. Like I just believe that they're gonna well, whatever whatever kind of ineptitude they can do, we'll do we'll do it. Whatever's the wrong decision, whatever's the dumbest decision, we'll make that decision. That leadership got you Brom. Texas says Furman's a big baby. He cries all the time. I, I have cries. plenty of reason to cry right now. I have a he lot of wah, reasons wah. to cry about Louisville right now. I'm sorry. Well, I'm not. Screw you. <laughs> Texas says Furman's making up for his awful Zion take. Oh. That was my shining Texas moment. Texas says was... gas bag Sweeney just has guess on. So somebody can listen to him squeak away. <laughs> 
squeak? Are you squeaking? Are you like a mouse? Am I number one? Am I squeaking? And number two, we don't have that many guests. No, we we really don't. Like compared to some other shows, like no, we don't have a lot of guests. As I mean, Monday we had none. Tuesday we had a lot. We had okay. Wednesday, Wednesday we had one, and today we had two. Yeah, yeah, what's going on? I don't know. Tomorrow Texas we'll have- says, "Oh, here we go, Bozo the Clown, back at it again." <laughs> don't do that to Bozo. Don't don't do that, guys. Like I'm not happy, but don't do that to Bozo. He didn't deserve. He's a nice guy. I think he likes it. I think part Probably. of Bozo likes is stirring the pot. <laughs> uh, does he? I don't know. I don't know if Bozo knows he. Stirs the pot. At he always time. laughs when we bring it up, though. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess yeah, he, he, does. he always laughs. I don't think he's like going on Twitter and like looking at it and seeing, you know, his mentions. But I, I think there's a little bit of enjoyment out of Bozich when he, he knows he got. I do the same thing. I like getting people riled up every once in a while. It's funny. Texas says Strebel said scramby eggs cringe. <laughs> I did. I don't know why. I said Texas that. says Gottlieb and Goodman, Goodman, the two biggest clowns outside of Ethan and Blank. <laughs> What Ethan and Blake? You're putting them in the same category. <laughs> yeah, like that's, that. a, that's that's you a know? KP guy. That is a KP person who's just mad because they all just, don't like KP. You know, you're exact. You're exactly Justin. Yes, again, you're exactly uh, right. From earlier, the sound that we've talked about all day today. What are you doing off the court to try and team build? What are the things you do? Um, you know, we do book club where we read a book. It's comedy. It's so. I love it. I love it. Like he has to know. I what he's love doing that. He, that point, you know what? Right? I love that the purpose. I love the purpose. Said, "Don't take the job." And poor Paul Rogers had to be sitting there, just like stunned. Help me. He had to be sitting there stunned. He's at Rooster's. Like, where's my order? Yeah, where's yeah, my, where's my grilled be, chicken sandwich? He has to That's be all I want. Stunned. I just want, like, oh boy. I just want some curly fries. Oh get, boy. Get me out of here. <laughs> 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 I just ordered a root beer. Paul Valvano knows the plan is, and don't you dare question it. <laughs> <laughs> that mattress is over there. We, you know, we got mattresses. Try, try got to do the beds. show on the bed. Now you have to make it weird. They always has to make it weird. <laughs> this is soul leaving his body. That's it. His soul left. That mattress is over there. We, you know, we got mattresses. Try, try to do the beds. show on the bed. Now you have to make it weird. They always has to make it weird. <laughs> Dan Issel talks about China next. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it, but then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start, before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. Time now for The Take with Andy Sweeney. I've never had a marijuana cigarette in my life. I don't, or a gummy. And James Strebel. Or a gummy. On ESPN 680 and 1057. I was going to say this segment brought to you by BJ Heating and Cooling, but Issel's going to talk China here, so I'm not oh, sure that's exactly. Oh, oh BJ Heating and Cooling. Buckle They've up. been in my home. They've, They've been, been in Strebel's home as well. We both had full system replacements. I had mine eh, about seven, eight months ago. Everything has been fantastic yep. from that to regular maintenance. Anything in between, just need a checkup. They got you covered. BJHeatCool.com. Tell Barry we sent you. BJHeatCool.com. 812-283-7221. Been around since 1984. They'll help you every step of the way. BJHeatCool.com. I get that spring tune-up from them. Uh, you need, it you need warmer, it. You know, oh, yeah. Already there, got mine planned. Check out the uh, old AC unit. Make sure 
Everything's good to go. Everything's good BJ. to go. Absolutely. There you go. Uh, 437-9680-UPS jobs text line. It's the take on ESPN 680. Reminder, bonus hour in about 20 minutes at 645. Bellarmine basketball on the road. A big one there in the A-Sun at Liberty. We'll have it right here on ESPN 680. Okay. I mean, I guess we play this, we right? We got to play the ISO, man. I got to know his thoughts on the balloon. I guess we play I got to know his right? thoughts on the CCP and GG Ping and all that. I got I to gotta know ISO. Got to know. You want to know the things that we're not going to get to today? Yeah, what else did you because have on of your sheet I'll tell you because okay. uh, go back to the podcast. We did a lot on this Kenny Payne stuff. We had um, we had Rick Bozich last segment. We had the, the Blitz. Blitz. Yep. Chris Mack talked about Kentucky. Blanks had some haymakers, and we have a lot. Uh, the things that we're not going to get to, our guy Blank said he is. He, they're going out on a, a a group Valentine's Day date. I've done that before on Saturday, yeah. or I guess over the weekend. Okay, right, right. So Blanks, he's DVRing U of L Miami. He's not what? really. He's, he's not putting it live. he's putting it out of his mind. He's gonna do a little romance. How about instead. that? Yeah, there's nothing too romantic about Louisville, Miami. Cooper texted me today. He was at the boat. Oh, really? Early, I like he was that. wearing his Ferrari hat. <laughs> his Ferrari hat. Just because you have a Ferrari hat doesn't mean you have a Ferrari. Jo- <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know. Jordan Warren got traded to the Pacers. And did you see? Now, I think this still has held up. Did you see? I think it's Malik Beasley got traded to the oh, Lakers. Oh, boy, I saw this. Justin, do you happen to know this oh, story? Oh, boy. No, I didn't see it. I didn't hear it. So. Oh boy. Okay, do you know who Scotty Pippen Jr. is? Oh yeah, I know the yeah, I know that stuff. Okay, yeah. his mom was her name is is it Larson? Larsa Pippen. Yeah. Larsa. Larsa Pippen. Yeah, yeah Larsa Pippen. So. See, I messed it up on purpose to see who would fix me. Justin, and, and, and it wasn't Justin me. Immediately. <laughs> oh, I know the story. The I, I love yeah, the I know story, you know. but I also love Scotty Pippen, so it, it hurts I, a little bit. You but. know what? I am right with you. So yeah. Scotty Pippen's wife. Uh, they they, uh, they obviously have split, and Scotty gave her like a, a like a massive diamond, and she still was seeing other men. Yeah, and so it's a it bad a relationship. Yeah, it was a mess. And like, so she has dated um, other basketball players, and now her son named Scotty Pippen Jr. You'll remember him Vanderbilt. at Vanderbilt, yep. a fine player, is in the NBA, and right now he's on the active roster on the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, and. One of the men that Scottie Pippen's mother has dated is a player by the name of Malik Beasley, who, for man, can you look this up, is at least 15 years younger. Oh, at least. And basically, he flew into IG. This is now maybe even a couple years ago. Sure. He flew into IG and says, I want to treat you. It was either like a queen or a princess. It was one or the other. Look, he took a shot. Eventually, he is 22 years younger. She is 48. He is 26. And I don't believe they're still together now. No, I think they're. Because the last picture I saw, he was in a mask and so was she. Malik Beasley was traded to the Lakers where Scottie Pippen Jr. is. That's. I saw this story today. Like, well, if you're the Lakers, what do you do there? I mean, if you're the Lakers, do you, I mean, they got it. They got to know, right? Do you broker peace? Do you, I mean, what do you what What's the next step? Well, they gotta ha- they gotta sit both of them down. Like they they, they had to like bring them both do in. They? For yeah, for some type of team unity. I mean, like they're trying to make the playoffs. Like they're 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 they're, they're trying to make the playoffs. You can't have. Two of your younger players hating each other and like actively causing a scene. Because like, if I was kind of a junior, like I, I don't want that dude on my team. Like I want to fight that dude. I think I think Strebel's wrong. I think he's completely off base. I think you stoke the flames of this and you try to build a little tension and then you try to create a show for other people to come when LeBron's failing. And that's what you're going to do. You're well, LeBron's see not the, failing, though. Well, not him, but like he's, <laughs> he's failing. Like great. Well, he's still. failing to win. Failing to win a championship is what I mean. He's just failing well, that, to do that again. Once again, he's four yeah, and six. That's not all. He's four on, and six. I mean, four and six. Whatever. LeBron, but that's a whole other discussion. But anyway, but yeah, it's it's just another sideshow that people can come to watch and buy tickets to go watch. Uh, maybe maybe you're right, but I just I <laughs> think it's so serious. Yeah, I just you're I, both are taking it so serious. I know. I know. I'm saying I'd want to like if I'm Skype Junior, like I want to fight Malik Beasley. Like, like well, if he well, steps he in, I, I didn't do anything him. wrong. He didn't. He didn't do anything wrong. No, that's my mother, bro. 
Like we're throwing hands. Yeah, but I mean, so that he doesn't know that they're going to end up being on the same team. He doesn't even know Scottie Pippen Jr. is. Oh, he knows. He who just Scottie knows Pippen what's Jr. going no, on. He knows who Scottie Pippen Jr. is. She's in the news. She's beautiful. I wonder who's more. She likes basketball. Young basketball players. Look, I mean, he fits that entire mold. He fits the mold. He went into it IG. Don't matter. hate on Malik Beasley. I'm not. This is on the Lakers. No, it's on the Lakers. Malik Beasley is fine. I, no, I'm not. She is a single lady. I am telling I, you. I, I know. I understand everything you're saying. But as a human being, as a person that has a mother, like, I would want to fight him. Like, I would want to punch him in his face. Like, everything you're saying is true. Like, Malik Beasley, it's not his fault that Scottie Pippen's mother stepped out of the friend that had the attractive mom, right? Everybody has. Everyone has that. Everyone has that. For man, did you have that? Your group of friends, you know, there's always a buddy or two. You know, you know. Yeah, there's there's, There's always a couple. There's there's at least one. Sometimes there's more. We all know that. It doesn't matter. Okay, so you have a buddy like that. Right. And you make jokes about your buddy and his mom. What do you want to do? He wants to fight you. Like he wants to fight. No, like that's his natural reaction. No, they're, they're not the friends. Guy. They don't know him. Malik it doesn't, Beasley. It doesn't Malik matter. Malik Beasley's Scotty Pippen Junior. Yeah, it, it does. Not. It does not matter. Yeah. That's his mother, dude. And See. he has a father, and she broke his heart. I'm gonna fight. Maybe he. <laughs> maybe he. I'm loves, fighting. What about Scribble's off base but here? Do you know, I'm not. Do you, no, you're but, off base. You have a relationship. No, no, hold on a second. I'm, I'm sorry, Justin. No, you're off base. You're acting like it's not a big deal. You're acting like Scotty Pippen's like, oh yeah, single. She's a single woman. She can date anybody. It doesn't matter. So he just wants to beat up all the guys that were with his if mom after she was divorced? If coming to play basketball on my team, yes. Well, what, he's more what, valuable what, what, than Scottie Pippen Jr. Oh, 100% he is. Yeah. What, what so, like, so if Scottie Pippen Jr. swings, his ass is going to be hanging with the, you know, he'll be he'll be on I, KP staff I next year. I understand. I'm, tell, I'm telling you the emotional side of this. What Sorry, if there's Justin. more? No, but my only question is what if there's more to it? What if, like, she's the one? Like, he loves his mom, too. Like, not just, like, what the if only he's reason it makes sense to me if he's upset he for the be. dad. What if he loves his mom, wants his mom to be happy? And what makes her happy is this young stud. And it could be, but I'm just looking at, at, at my side of things. Like, if it were me, that would be my reaction. You can't go around fighting everybody, though, Streeple. I mean, I mean, I'm the guy didn't do you. anything wrong. It's a single, he's a single man. She's a single lady. So did this happen after the divorce? Yeah. Or was it like one of those things where like he was one of the extra guys on the side? Yeah, I'm just saying yeah to both. I yeah. don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's Cause, a thin cause line. Because that, that would change something I, I, for me a little bit. If okay. it was after the divorce, it would change something. If my dad and my mom were still married and Malik Beasley was sniffing around, that's a problem. What if the basketball player was, problem? I think. See, I think. I think so much of what's like upsetting you though is you're seeing that also this guy about is this. young. <laughs> what if the guy's older? No, it has an older do, basketball No, it has nothing. It has nothing to do with his age. If it was an older basketball player, I'd still be mad. But like, so like, my mom got divorced when I was young. She, I have a stepdad. Should I just hate his guts? Should I want to fight no, him? No, I'm day? saying. No, I'm saying. Just fighting again, around the world. There's a difference. No, there's a difference. If they were already divorced, I could see your side of it. If he was meddling around while Scottie Pippen Jr.'s dad and mom were still married, that's a problem. I thought back that was, in, I thought that Mama was Pippen and son. Beasley were spotted holding hands this back in 2020, okay? Right. At the time, <laughs> at the time, Beasley was the one who was still married, but they had filed for divorce. Okay. He had filed she for had divorce. filed for divorce. Is she? Okay, now this has nothing to do with Pippin. Okay, I, that's the question so I So that's have. what I'm trying to find. Yeah, that's, if, again, if she's already divorced, that's between them. I think she's but also like, done it enough, though, like with, with Jordan's son. So, like, maybe that's the one where all the vitriol went to. And this is just yeah, another it could guy. be, yeah. No, it would just, it would just, it would, it would, it would, it would make me mad. It would just, it would make me mad if she was still married to my dad and that was going on. It would upset me. It just would. I can't. Well, I know. No, I'm not. I'm not saying you shouldn't be upset. Right. But my thing more was the dynamics behind the scenes of we need. You know, you're making trades. You need guys that either are helping you, right, that fit your team basketball wise, or you need guys that fit your salary cap, or guys that you can cut to move on, like you'll see with Russell Westbrook. Those sorts of conversations. Malik Beasley fit that mold. He did. I understand what the Lakers are doing. Like, I'm not blaming the Lakers. It's not the Lakers' but fault. But he very openly also slept with Scottie Pippen, a now a, a new teammate's yes. mother. At the very least. That's not, I'm just saying it's not normal. What, at the do very, you, what do you do? At the very least, it's weird. 
at the very least, I'm, I'm he's getting the cold shoulder. That's at the very least. Like I, I like I don't really want to talk to you, man. I like this. This is weird. We're teammates now. This the, no, I, like I, I don't like it at all. I don't like anything about it. <laughs> Nothing. Do we want to go to Isla yes, China? Yes, we is, do. Is, of course is, we do. I mean, yes, is, this we good, is this good sound? Is this because I, I did not hear this live? Let's play it. Here we go. Here we go. You ready? I'm I ready. said yesterday, <laughs> you better pay attention, young lady, or your kids will be speaking Chinese. Oh, I'm telling you that right now, right now. Now, are we going to get into this discussion? Of course. I, I'm seriously. I, oh. This, of course, this. Well, you don't me. like you don't like the sci-fi thing I have on the show sheet. No. So no. let's let's yeah. talk China balloon. Let's go. Okay. No. He didn't uh, like sci-fi. Uh, no. No, seriously. We owe them trillions and trillions of dollars. He's right about they that. They steal all of our intellectual properties. Yeah. They are shipping fentanyl across the southern border, killing thousands of our people. He's three for three. Hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands. And and they send a spy balloon over our country, and we're going to let it get off the the east coast before we shoot it down? Please, what are you oh, guys doing? Wow. I'm telling you, we we talked about this during the break. It's just it's same way with Russia and Ukraine. And, you know, people say, well, what do we care? It's way over on the other side of the. They're just pushing the envelope. They push the envelope a little further. If they get away with something, then they push it a little further. No, that 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 kind of stuff scares me to death. Not for me. I mean, I'll be dead pretty soon. What do, what do oh, I care about China? Oh, I don't like but, that. You know, for my family and friends that go after me, I really am. I'm scared of the situation that, that China has put itself in with us. It's interesting because historically China has not been imperialistic. <laughs> they have their, yeah, literally, Louis. like the, the word China means homeland. Well, what was it means it, homeland. Did, weren't, weren't they, uh, I mean, they were basically a hermit country and, until was it richard nixon who was the first, first president yeah. to go to china he for, was the first one to visit and for a hundred go to the forbidden city yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so no it, they've been largely the forbidden um, city they've been largely insular for a very very long time but it was in the 20th century that they started to look elsewhere because they look i mean if you if you have a country like china where there's a controlling party and you and i by the way i, I think this is something that always comes up on the text line and i want to be really clear you and I take umbrage with the Communist Chinese Party, not the average person walking down the street oh, in got, oh. Sichuan or Guangzhou or something. No, like that. right? It's, you feel sorry for those people. Sure, right. And so, but once in a while, we get like, why? Why are you against Chinese? It's not that. It's it's the the, the Communist oh. Party that you know, uh, the oh. ruling dictator at this oh. point, frankly, was she that you know that he is um, oh. Oh. president for life essentially. Wow. Uh, uh, I don't understand oh. the balloon thing either. It's fascinating to me. Apparently, this has been going on for a while. <laughs> like there were three or four of them during the Trump administration, and they yeah, simply didn't see, know what to do. Now see, there you go. You're drinking and, the you're drinking the Kool Aid yes, from the media. Yes, nobody, nobody has been able to document that that really happened. Oh, okay. That was something that came out of what's her name? Well, I never press assume, secretaries. Okay, fine. I always assume Jean if something Pierre. happens, it's happened before. Okay. All I don't. Right. I don't that, assume the right. first time we that, see things. Yeah. Like if you catch your kid drinking. Yeah. He's like, Dad, this was my first time. He's lying to you. He's just lying to you. <laughs> oh, my kids never drink. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's because I never called You never called him. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. L- Louis drowned. Yeah. Uh, it's so battled a little bit, too. I like that. Uh, <laughs> as soon as this will fought him on Trump. He, he bent the knee. Like, he, he, did, he, did, he folded quick. He yeah. did. He, he's like, there's no evidence. That it's there interesting were- because historically, China has not been imperialistic. <laughs> Bleep off, Louie. <laughs> this is sports radio. <laughs> he's right. We don't use words like imperialistic. <laughs> How dare you? We use words like rebound <laughs> and assist. Basketball. And Kenny Payne. First and John down. Vincent Calipari. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Scott Satterfield. I have way too many... Uh, Larsa Pippen. Oh, text. Yeah. Oh, sure no, just a lot of no, just a lot of a uh, lot of boyfriends. No, oh, and, and Pippen, well, very young. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> she's the Leonardo DiCaprio of the NBA. Scotty. Scotty. Tough Scotty. spot to watch be out, in. Watch out, I know, Scotty. It's a tough spot. That's what I'm saying. I'd not be happy. <laughs> 